Welcome to the 12th House Podcast. I'm Michelle Pellison Lipsitz, one of your co-hosts and your friendly neighborhood witch at Holisticism. And I'm so happy that you're back with us this week. Hey, what's up? How you doing? I am sitting in bed with Ethan. Hey. <laughs> We're currently in Berlin on our world tour. We're about to go on a creative retreat with the Holisticism team and I'm just pinching myself that I get to do this job, truly. And it couldn't be a better week to talk about something that took a very long time for me to master, that honestly I haven't mastered perfectly yet, but we're going to talk about some money magic and where you're leaking money and what that could potentially be doing to you energetically. Because man, oh man, isn't that the magical question? But before we get into this week's episode, I want to thank our sponsor, Flowdesk. Flowdesk is our go-to email service provider. I've been using Flowdesk for the last hmm, three years at Holisticism, and I'm obsessed with it. It is amazing if you want to make gorgeous, aesthetic, just simple, effective emails that make people click and that make people want to be part of your email list. In fact, they've made it really easy for you to even add opt-ins on your web pages. And they just added a new feature to some beta testers where you can actually build a beautiful checkout page. It is honestly, I'm endlessly impressed with Flowdesk. And you can get 50% off your subscription for the first year, which means it'll only be $19 a month, which is insanely affordable, no matter how many subscribers you have, $19 a month flat rate. When you use the code holisticism at checkout, when you sign up for Flowdesk, you can just get started for free. And I'd love to hear what you think. In fact, we actually have a free class on creating emails <laughs> that you can download and it walks you through how to use Flowdesk. I'll put the link in our show notes, but again, you can just go to flowdesk.com backslash holisticism and sign up. So with that, let's get into today's episode. Oh man, money, 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 money. I feel like one of the biggest things that I've had to learn as a spiritual person is about money, <laughs> even though I really, really didn't want to. I remember when I was raising money for holisticism, initially, I was so resistant to getting funding from investors, but I also felt like it was the only thing that I could do to help my business get created. It felt like I only had one option. I felt totally trapped. And eventually, you know the story, I didn't end up raising that money or didn't end up taking the money and just did my own thing and bootstrapped the business myself. And wow, I'm so happy that I did at this point. But I think that you can probably relate to that feeling of when it comes to money, feeling trapped, like there's only one right option or there's only one right answer. And maybe you really don't like that answer or like how it makes you feel. At least that has been my relationship and had been my relationship to money for a really long time. And when people used to say, especially in spiritual spaces, oh, money is just energy. I felt so bad about myself because I was like, well, but I'm good with energy. So how come I'm not quote unquote, good with money. Like, what's my deal? I'm smart. Like I'm intuitive. I'm empathic. This should be easy for me. And if it's not easy for me, then it must be some sort of moral failing or some sort of spiritual failing. And that couldn't be further from the truth because money is not just energy. We know that we've said that a million times on this podcast, but in case you're tuning in for the first time, Hey, hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm here to tell you that money is not just energy. It's so much more than that. And to say that or reduce money down to just quote unquote, an energy or, or an etheric thing is 
honestly, fucking rude. <laughs> but borderline gaslighting, I would say. So we're going to just put a pin in that idea. If you've been living with the idea that money is just energy, it is not. However, money is an amplifier. It amplifies what's already there. It's not just energy. We have lots of relationships, lots of trauma, lots of honestly like shadow that comes up with money for many of us, ancestral trauma, all things that we can definitely work through and that we have to be aware of in order to work through. We can't just sort of say, oh, it's just, it's just energy and close our eyes and try to keep swimming. But once we acknowledge what our actual relationship to money is, we can also sit in the knowing that money amplifies what's there. Okay. So if we know that about ourselves, if we know that money amplifies what is already there, both inside of us and with anything that money touches. So I am a good person and money amplifies what's already inside of me. My goodness, right? Then we also know that any maybe like speed bump or fissure or crack that might show up in the way that that we live, that we are, is going to be amplified by money or even mm, like, it's almost like having a pebble in your shoe or something. Like it, it causes friction more quickly. I'm thinking of the princess and the pea, you know? Uh, money is like that princess. It can feel that pea even though there are a hundred mattresses. And in fact, the more mattresses you add on, the more uncomfortable it gets, the bigger that pea feels, the more it feels like a boulder. Which means that if we have a difficult relationship with money or we feel like money is constantly sort of like, just like sand through our fingers, just we can maybe grab it or we can maybe earn it, but we have a really hard time holding on to it. Then we have to look at what that is amplifying. Money is amplifying this like leaking effect, right? Something that's slipping through your fingers all the time or that you can never get enough of. Okay, great. So money is amplifying that you are leaking something. You are leaking in some areas of your life. (laughs) Not like literally leaking like your nose, although it could be, but like maybe you're leaking energy. Maybe you're leaking resource. Maybe you're leaking your care. Maybe something else. I'm sure something comes to mind when I say that. When When you think about where you're maybe depleting your own resources and not adding them back in or regenerating them. And I'm not going to tell you that you're leaking money because you need a budget. I'm going to tell you the opposite of that, actually. For most of us, most intuitive, squiggly, wiggly-brained, creative entrepreneurs and spiritual people, traditional finance (laughs) is the, and the advice that, let me go back. For most squiggly, wiggly, intuitive-brained, creative, entrepreneurial, spiritual people, Almost nothing about traditional finance advice works easily and consistently for us. Let me repeat that. Almost nothing about traditional financial advice works easily and consistently for squiggly-brained people. (sighs) Exhale. That feels good, doesn't it? And you're probably like, yeah, that's correct because it has literally never worked for me or it's worked for a brief 
flicker of a moment in time, but it took so much force and energy for me to make that thing work that eventually I could not keep up with it. It's like you're trying to run up a treadmill at a 12 incline at a 12 speed and just maintain that pace while you're talking. It's impossible. It feels impossible because it is impossible. It's not made for us. That is not what our <laughs> it's not what our bodies or brains are made to do. You're not stupid, broken, lazy, or bad with money though. You're not. You're really not. It's just that the tools that you've been given, those traditional tools, are not tools that are meant for you. So what does that mean? <laughs> well, it means that there are going to be a lot of things around traditional finance that are really challenging for people like us. Maybe like canceling subscriptions, for example, or making a return. Oh my God. You guys, can I just tell you a quick story? <sighs> Actually, no, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll tell you the story in a second. Strict budgets are another thing that don't work for us. Paying things on time, even when we have the money. Oh my God. How many times has this happened to you? It's, it's feels like this shouldn't be hard. And yet it is like, this shouldn't be hard. I'm so good at so many things. I'm so responsible. I'm so thoughtful. I'm so intuitive. Why is this so hard for me? And yet it is. It's because this world, this way of being, is just not suited for our brains. And that's okay. We can find solutions for it. Don't worry. I got you. Really, the first step is paying attention to where you are leaking that energy. So for example, what happens when you go to the grocery store, maybe without a list? or when you forget to book a flight until the very last minute, or when you lose or you break a piece of technology, or maybe even when you don't return things that don't fit. What happens to you? I'll give you a story. <laughs> so I was just in one of my best friend from high school's weddings, and she's been the most low-key, easy bride. And she was like, you know, wear whatever you want. Just make sure it's white. And I was like, great, bet. Got it. Absolutely. Sounds great. I have a bunch of white stuff because I got married earlier this year. Perfect. I can wear one of those things. It's obviously not my wedding dress, but I have a lot of white things. So the week before our wedding, I'm like, all right, I better try on that thing that I was planning on wearing, that dress that I was planning on wearing to, to our wedding. And I try it on and it won't zip up over my boobs, which go me. Boob upgrade. Love that. However, not great for a wedding that I have to be a bridesmaid in that I have to be wearing a white dress for. So obviously I panic and I immediately start frantically searching. Of course, this is also probably in the middle of a work day because I probably had this idea at like three, three o'clock on Tuesday. And uh, so I, I start frantically looking online for anywhere that I can get a white dress and I need it by Friday. So I'm Googling, 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 and I see a bunch of stuff that I can get delivered next day. Thank God I live in Los Angeles. And I get a bunch of things delivered and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll try these things on and hopefully one will work and then I'll return everything when I get back. Great. Okay. So I find a dress. Fabulous. It's giving Amish. It's giving mm, fundamental. It's giving homeschooled queen. It's giving sister wife. And that's honestly my brand, my aesthetic. So I love my dress. I'm feeling really happy. The wedding goes beautifully. I get to wear my gorgeous white dress. I get home and I have like five things to return. I'm like, fuck, shit, fuck. Okay. Of course, I put it off till the very last minute, till literally hours before we were supposed to get on our flight to come to Europe because it's something I don't want to do. It's something I'm bad at. It's something that takes me a lot of time, but I feel really good about 
dispatching this errand to go return these white dresses to the UPS store and and to Whole Foods, which is where they were taking some of my, my returns. So I go to drop off my thing at UPS. Great check. I'm feeling amazing about myself. I go to Whole Foods. I take out, you know, some of my, the things that I was supposed to return. And I realize I have left half of them at home. Of course, typical. So I return the ones that I have in front of me. I go back home. I try to find them, eventually find them, have to go back to Whole Foods to return again. And an errand that I knew was going to be annoying to me, that I knew was going to take a long period of time. That's probably easy for a lot of people who maybe are listening to this and are like, get over it, Peloton. It's not that big of a deal. It was a big deal. It was a big deal to me. It's something that's not easy for me. (laughs) And really, the thing that happened was I didn't prepare in advance. I waited till the last second to try on this dress. And that made me realize, oh my God, I'm in deep shit. I really have to order something now. So I couldn't make the most, let's say, ecological decision around what to buy or thoughtful decision around what to buy. I had to kind of choose with what can I get in in a limited period of time. And that left me having to return a bunch of things that didn't fit me that I had paid a lot of money for, right? And of course, I'm going to get that money back, thankfully. But honestly, if I didn't have the deadline of having to go get on a flight eight hours later, it would have taken me much longer to return those things. In fact, there's a really good chance that I wouldn't have returned them in time and I wouldn't have gotten my money back because that's, I know historically, that's how I am. And maybe you can relate to that, or maybe you can't, in which case must be nice. (laughs) But the problem is that a lack of systems tailored for us accentuate these holes, these areas where we're leaking energy. In this case, I was leaking energy when it came to not having a plan or a system created for looking for this dress, right? And finding this dress, securing this dress. I really should have, as a bridesmaid especially, been a little bit more prepared, a little bit more in advance. Should have just double checked as soon as I had the idea of what I was going to wear. I should have tried it on and known, but I didn't. So maybe you can relate to what I'm telling you, what we're going through together, hopefully. But I just want to reiterate that a lack of systems accentuate the problems that we might already have. So those areas of weakness, let's say, in our foundation, when we don't have systems, they become cracks and fissures. When they become cracks and fissures, our energy leaks out of them. Think about how much energy, time, and attention it took me to do this very, very honestly stupid task of buying a white dress and returning a bunch of them right? Now amplify that. Add something in like paying your taxes or paying a late phone bill or communicating with someone on your team who you're trying to hire. Or maybe, I don't know, like when it comes to paying for something that you really, really want, that you've worked really hard towards, but you're trying to get your budget together, you're trying to get your money together in order to process a payment. So what do you do if you know that you've got a lack of systems or you know you've got a squiggly brain, so you need systems in order? If you know that money seems to always sort of slide through your fingers and it's hard for, some, hard for you to grasp onto it, if you know that you're probably leaking energy, meaning you're using a lot of force or and or energy in many areas of your life, 
where there's a lack of ease, where it constantly feels like you're sort of pushing a boulder up a hill, a very Sisyphean experience, then what do you do? Well, first you need to just audit, where am I leaking energy? And I'm going to let you interpret this in whatever way makes sense to you, but I'm going to give you some examples too. When I say leaking energy, I mean it feels defective or degenerative. Basically, like the amount of energy that you're putting out isn't getting poured back into you. So it's not regenerative. This can be anything interpersonal. It can be for yourself, just with with you, with what, how you're spending your energy. If you constantly feel depleted, especially after certain tasks. And it can also be in actual examples of where you're losing money consistently. So maybe there's a friendship where you feel like it's not an equal relationship. You're always reaching out. You're always saying, let's go get lunch. Let's do coffee, whatever. You're driving the distance to go see this person, but they're not giving you something back. That's a really good example of where you might be lacking or losing energy. What about if you're always getting parking tickets? I used to live in Koreatown in Los Angeles notoriously difficult parking and I didn't have a parking spot and I used to get parking tickets all the time. And then I made this switch. I started working on my, like my perspective to money, my relationship to money. And I stopped getting parking tickets and it was like, truly it felt like magic, (laughs) but this can show up. I really do think that when we have uh, things like, oh, we keep misplacing our phone or things get stolen from us, or we have like a crazy renter <laughs> or a crazy miscommunication with someone else on the street. Those are signs that like the universe is slightly out of order. That sounds so cheesy, but like there's something that's just, it's out of whack, right? Like there's the two connections between you and the outside world, like the the relationship between you is out of balance. And that I think typically means that we might be leaking energy somewhere. We're putting out too much or we're not giving, we're not putting out enough in comparison to what, you know, the rest of the world is giving back to us. Another example might be if you constantly are breaking things. If, you know, you feel like your car is always breaking down or you're bike chain is always breaking or your phone screen always cracks, whatever it might be. Sure, you might be <laughs> you might be clumsy, but I think that this is a sign or a signal that we are in some way leaking energy. Or maybe you're constantly missing deadlines like I don't know, you didn't turn in your homework assignments on time for, you know, a class that you're taking or you didn't meet a deadline for a payment. Or finally, maybe you're missing connection with other people and communication with other people. You feel like you're constantly misunderstood. Or even when you try very, very like <laughs> thoughtfully and intentionally to communicate to someone because you don't want to be misunderstood, you're still misunderstood. These are all good examples of where you might be leaking energy and areas of your life that you might want to look at and just kind of go a little bit deeper for yourself. What could this mean? What does this represent to me? What part of my shadow is showing up here? And then the next step you're going to take is is figuring out how can you patch up that hole? And a lot of the time that just means bringing our attention to it, right? Attention and intention. So getting clear, all right, I'm in this friendship and I feel like I'm constantly putting myself out more, more, more in comparison to my friend or in comparison to my partner. And that doesn't feel good. 
that's not regenerative. It's not filling me back up. So what would make this situation regenerative to me? So it doesn't feel depleting. It doesn't feel like I'm constantly leaking energy here. What would make me feel good? Maybe if this person met me literally halfway (laughs) and instead of me always driving to them, we come and meet in the center. So maybe in a relationship or friendship, this looks like someone literally meeting you halfway. That's what feels regenerative. Maybe it's being acknowledged for the work or the effort that you're putting into the relationship to keep it up. Maybe it's someone telling you, you know, I love you and I appreciate you. And that is enough to make you feel regenerative. Maybe let's look at something else like in your business, if you're making content or you're sending out a newsletter every week, but it feels really depleting and you know you have to do it. Well, how can that feel more regenerative? Mm, I know for me, if I'm sending a Flowdesk newsletter, something that always felt like, oh, it just like buoyed me back up was when someone would, would reply to my email. When I first got started, I felt like I got very little feedback, except I got a lot of people who would reply to my email. And of course, that was like all I was really doing for the business, but it felt so good. It was enough to keep me going. That was regenerative to me at that point in my work. So maybe it's the same for you, or maybe it's a certain open rate, or maybe it's you know people replying to the stories or the posts that you put up on Instagram. And if you feel like you're not getting that back, you're not quite getting that yet, it's time to sort of figure out or rejigger, well, what needs to change so that happens? Sometimes we just need to ask for it. Hey, reply back to this email if you liked it. Hey, let me know if you care. (laughs) You're my friend. Tell me you appreciate me. And sometimes we maybe need to change our approach or look at where we're, you know, we're leaking energy in our own strategy. Maybe we're pretty consistently putting off our newsletter to the last minute and we're not organized with it and we send it out late and we don't send it out at the same time every day or even every week. Might be a good opportunity for you to tighten up your own energy and notice what happens when you shift. Same thing when you do your your work, right? Like, man, oh man, my relationship with my family changed so much when I started doing my own work and like cleaning up my own energy about how I relate to my parents or my dad or my mom. And, and they, they changed in turn. Another thing that I want you to think about is just, you know, what can you do to patch those holes as they come up? And what does that hole maybe mean? What is the deeper connection to it? You're all smart. You're all really intuitive. This is a journaling moment. This is when we're going to look at like, hmm, perhaps what does it mean (laughs) that I keep putting myself out there and overgiving when it comes to my relationships. Why am I doing that? What am I trying to prove? What am I trying to tell myself or tell other people? Where have I done that in the past and why has that come up for me? So much of work around money stuff and in business in general just amplifies, well, I've said money is an amplifier like a gajillion times in this episode, but it really just highlights the areas of our interpersonal lives that we maybe need to focus on. You don't need to do anything, but (laughs) focusing on our somatic experience and really like deepening our container to hold is a really important part of any work that we do. When it comes to money, of course, especially if you're a person who has an easy time earning money, but a hard time holding on to money, that means that you need to deepen your container to hold, right? Your ability to hold. But that also comes up a lot in relationships where we desperately want love, we're dating, we're looking for the right person, we're, we're like 
doing all the quote unquote work, right? And then we get it or we get something close to it. And then we get totally freaked out because we haven't done the somatic work to, to hold that experience or those feelings. And then we end up self-sabotaging or sabotaging the relationship or just leaving, right? And that's one of the reasons I love business so much is because you kind of have to, like, you're kind of forced to figure your shit out. (laughs) Whereas in our personal relationships or personal lives, we can leave something behind for a while and distract ourselves with something else. But if you've made your work, your business, and it's the way that you like pay your bills, you kind of have to figure it out, right? You can't just like let it languish and be like, I'll address that later in therapy in five years. No, you got to, you got to get it figured out. And I think that this idea of deepening our container, our somatic container, and really our ability to hold, of course it shows up with money, duh. But it also shows up a lot with love and relationships and just emotion in general. Can we open up to holding more and more and more? And maybe even like the complexity that comes with that. One more thing that I'm going to add. So to recap, you're going to do your audit. Where are you leaking energy? Where does it feel defective or degenerative? Not regenerative. We want to feel regenerative. So where is it not feeling like that? And what can you do to patch that hole? And maybe what does that hole mean? For example, if you keep leaving things behind, what could that potentially, what does that represent to you, you know? And what about our somatic container? What about us? What are we open to holding? Where do we potentially need to deepen? Where do we need to get a little bit more comfortable? Perhaps thinking bigger or being bigger or holding bigger. And then finally, I just want to give you some encouragement because once we start sort of working on these these areas and figuring things out, there comes a shift. And that's where you start kind of looking at money as this way to actually earn you more money or earn you... mm, it's an amplifier, right? When you start kind of playing with money, it plays back. Kind of like in The Sims when you would do hashtag Rosebud and you would get like $1,000 added to your Sims bank account. That's kind of what can end up happening as opposed to when you kind of master this, or at least you get comfortable with this idea of patching up your energetic holes. And a good example would be when you start to use something like credit card points or miles. Honestly, I'm ashamed at how long it took me to understand points and miles, but I've really been experimenting with it over the last year and it's crazy. It's amazing. For so long, I used a debit card in the business because I really wanted to only use what I had, right? And I was so worried that I just mm, (laughs) wouldn't be confident enough or wouldn't be strong enough if I had a line of credit to like, I would take out too much credit. Because I had done that really at a really young age in my early 20s. And I thankfully learned that lesson. And I finally got a credit card a couple of years ago for the business and really started using points and tried to put everything as much as I could on the credit card. And then, of course, pay it off at the end of every month. And it's been amazing being able to give rewards to my team and use benefits to pay for things like this trip that we're all, all going on because of the purchases that we were already making. So I wasn't spending more money. I was spending the same amount of money, but making that money work for me in a different way. Honestly, this is what rich people do all the time. And once you unlock one of these little portals, when once you use that hashtag Rosebud code, the cheat code, they start to pop up even more and you need to keep your eyes open for them. But I promise you, you will start to see them all the time. 
and it becomes like a game. It's so fun. There's another app that I really want to recommend or an app that I really want to recommend to you called Card Pointers that I recommend you download if you want to just get started on kind of seeing these options and these opportunities as they come up. Remember, you're not going to be spending more money. You're spending the same amount of money that you would be spending anyways, but you're making it work for you in a different way. You're eating the eyeballs, if you will. You're making it here. There's no wasted energy. There's no excess and there's no redundancy in what you're spending. It all is serving more than serving a purpose. And then it becomes really fun. (laughs) I promise. I promise as you get through this, it will get really fun. Your relationship will change to money and earning money. And remember, money is just an amplifier. It amplifies what's there. It amplifies what's there. So when in doubt, when you're feeling like money stuff is coming up for you, just go deep and ask, what is this amplifying? What is the situation amplifying that's already there for me? And the more that you can change or shift those situations into something that has a more positive or generative experience for you, the more you're going to shift your relationship to money. I promise you. And remember, if things do not feel generative, for example, budgets, guess what? If we decide to use something like that when it doesn't work for us, it's going to amplify other areas and systems that have breakdowns and crackdowns and don't work for us. So get really clear on who you are and what works for you and what feels good for you. Not what anyone else says, not what I say, <laughs> not me, not her- <laughs> not me, not Hermione, you for whatever works for you. Okay. So that's our post. That's it. That's the conversation. I hope that you enjoyed this. And I do have actually a Rosebud cheat code for you. It is a free download that helps you amplify your own money magic and give you a little audit. So I'll put the link in the show notes below, but you can go grab that. It's a Notion dashboard. You're going to love it. It's got some really good little helpful hints and cheats when it comes to, you know, good kind of cheats when it comes to money and amplifying the good stuff that's already there. All right. That's our episode. Thank you so much to Flowdesk for sponsoring the podcast. Remember, you can get Flowdesk for $19 a month when you use the code holisticism. And if you have any questions, we'd love to hear them. Follow us on Instagram at holisticism. And you can actually, if you aren't already on the email list, what you doing, my dude? I'll put the link below so that you can get on our weekly email list. It's so good. We give you six great links to inspire you and three amazing quotes based on whatever episode is going live on the 12th House podcast. It's a fun one. People really like it. Thanks for tuning in. And of course, if you want to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that always helps us, helps us get found by more people, helps us make more amazing content for you, helps us get really great sponsors. Honestly, it's a win-win. No one loses. So if you've been listening to this podcast, if you've ever gotten something valuable out of it and you haven't yet reviewed us, I would so appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Love you. Mean it. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll see you on the internet. Bye.